Hello, everyone, and inside today's episode of Locked On Canadians, the Canadians have finally set their opening night roster with a couple of surprises and a whole lot of injuries. We're going to delve into that and how four rookies have made the opening night lineup. All that and more inside today's show. For Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 703 of Lockdown Canadians. As always, thank you for making us your first listen every day, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are subscribed on YouTube, please make sure you ring that bell. You get notified anytime that we post a video right to your subscription box. It means a lot to us. We are reunited, and it feels so, so good. I am one of your hosts. <laughs> I am Scott Matla, and I am joined once again by the person keeping this podcast afloat and not on fire in any way, shape, or form. The active stick, Laura Saba, who was covering for me yesterday because I was recovering from a Buffalo Bills tailgate. And I think that's why we work so well. Laura is there to do all the mature things that I do not because I cannot be trusted on my own. Laura, <laughs> it's it's almost opening night. They have uh, set the lineup for better or for worse, depending on which way you look at it. And how are we feeling with, uh, well, people are listening this Tuesday. So that'll be, what, 36 hours before the Canadians take on the Toronto Maple Leafs on opening night? I'm excited to see Gooley on that roster. I, <laughs> you know, we thought that they were going to send him to the AHL. And it may well be that they do eventually send him to the AHL if he's not going to play top line minutes in the NHL. I think the preference would be for him to be in a position where he's playing all those like minutes, but right now the way that he's playing, it's entirely possible that they choose to keep him up. I was just so excited to see him on that roster. I was just so, you know, he's, he's the prospect that right now we had the most faith in. We'd put the most faith in before the draft. Uh, and he still is, you know, he might not be in the depth chart. He might not be the number one. Cause you've got the potential of somebody like Slavkovsky. That's still, you know, the ceiling is still an unknown and it's an inf infinite ceiling at the moment, right? The ceiling is sky high. Uh, but he's the prospect that we had the most faith in. And he's the one who has played like a beast during the preseason. He knows what he needs to do. I can't say enough about how much I, I love Caden Gooley on this roster. And I'm excited to watch him play against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think that there's going to be rookie mistakes. There always will be, right? But he's such a good player that I think that whatever happens to him this season, he's going to learn from it and he's not going to, it's not going to be a setback for him. It's going to be a learning curve for him. And we will touch on Caden Gooley and some of the other young guns who made the roster later on in the show a little bit, because there are uh, some tie-ins to that. And I am, I have the roster up in front of me right now, and we're going to go over how injuries have impacted this in our next segment too. But the forwards, Josh Anderson, no surprise, Cole Caulfield, no surprise, Kirby Doc, no surprise. Evgeny Dodonov, Jonathan Drouin, Christian Dvorak, Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, Mike Hoffman, Sean Monaghan, Michael Pozzetta, stuck it out, made it life of the team's 13th forward, Rem Pitlick, Uri Slavkovsky, and Nick Suzuki on defense, Caden Gooley, Jordan Harris, the newly acquired Jonathan Kovacevic, 
Mike Matheson, David Savard, Chris Weidman, and then Jake Allen and Samuel Montembeau in net. I And I'm going to take a tweet here from Scott Wheeler in that he looks at the forward group and goes, it's not nearly as bad as people are making it out to be. If everything can kind of um, meld and have some cohesion here, uh, the Canadians forward group doesn't look all that bad. But defensively, um, admittedly, not the strongest group. And like I said, there are injuries impacting that. And that's poor Jake Allen and poor Samuel Montembeau behind that. But and uh, off of that, there were also five players assigned to the Laval Rocket today. Justin Barron, Raphael Harvey-Pinard, Otto Leskinen, Caden Primo, and Jesse Ullinen, not to mention Corey Schooneman and Madison Bowie, who both cleared waivers to go to the Rocket too, uh, joining Philip Mayshar and some others in the, the Rocket um, dressing room there. The Rocket are very good this year, and so I'm going to do my spiel very early on in this season if the Canadians are making you sad, go watch the Rocket as well because they are going to be very loaded with talent. A lot of their key veterans came back from last year's playoff team and they've added Philip Mayshar. They're going to have Harvey Pinard. They're going to have Ulan. They've added Anthony Richard and Mitchell Stevens. Uh, on defense, Matthias Norlander's playing there. You're likely going to see Arbor Jacki and Jordan Harris. Justin Barron will be playing for the Rocket this year. There's a lot of very good names there, and that trickles down because the Rocket assigned guys like Emile Poirier and Brett Stapley and others down to the ECHL there. The three-tier system is working. So if the Canadians aren't, you know, giving you that joy in your life, there will be options. But I'm surprised by everything we've seen. The biggest name that sticks out out of all the players that made the NHL roster is somehow Uri Slavkovsky. And I don't mean that as a mean like thing to hold against the kid. His preseason was uneven. And I don't think that's unfair to say. It shows they have confidence in him to figure it out. And I get that people are kind of freaking out, wondering, is he actually going to stick or were they going to yo-yo him? I think, you know, when people are healthy and whatnot, he might just go to the AHL. And you know what? That's that's fine. I I don't see an issue with that whatsoever. I think there's some PTSD scars from the previous regime still that are uh, that are kind of hurting Canadians fans a little bit here. Right. And I did get too excited and started talking about Caden Gooley, but I feel like, you know, we're going to fill this episode with the same proportion of minutes that we want Caden Gooley to play. Um, so I think that with Slavkovsky, it's like you said, it was uneven and we will eventually get to that uh, Kent Hughes interview we, we did we did have a lot to say today so we'll probably talk about that tomorrow um, you know people were talking about how he called Slavkovsky out but he also is talking about what he wants to do like what the development plans are for him and it's working on aspects of the game and he keeps talking about how they got him as a player with upside he's raw he's not a fully foreign player he's a player that they want to be good in the future so I'm not freaking out about that I'm not like concerned about that I think it is interesting but I also do think that we kind of predicted on the show that you know it's opening night it's at home it's against the Toronto Maple Leafs he'll probably make the opening night roster and then eventually get to get assigned to Laval within a few weeks if not within a few games um, and he's going to be expected to perform there and you know uh, the top line minutes and all all of that so I'm not surprised he made the opening night roster in fact that was something that I did see coming but I also would not be surprised if he gets set down to Laval not too far in the future I think 
he's he's somebody I'm excited to watch his development curve, but I don't think it's going to take a year. I think it's going to take two to three years. Yeah, basically with him, he's the ultimate test of do you actually have patience for a rebuild or do you want instant gratification? And admittedly, I want both because I am that kind of person, but they they it's going to be a test for this new regime in charge. Can they stick to what they said? Even if, you know, this looks enticing, can you stick to what you want to do here? And I think we're going to learn a lot about Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon this year. Yes, they had a lot of good things last year, but this now is going to be a big test. It's 82 games for everybody. And they're already starting uh, right where they left off last year. Whole bunch of dudes are injured. We're going to get into injuries and how they're impacting the opening night roster and everything. That's all coming up next. But first, folks, if you have followed this podcast since we've started, you know we love Built Bar and everything Built Bar does. And that includes the new Built Bar Puffs. And they've done it again with delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. The folks at Built are always on top of their game. The cookie dough chunk puffs have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus they are healthy for you. They're great. Have them in the morning on your way to work like I do. Have them after a workout. Have them as a snack. They have everything that you're looking for. They're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. And so you might as well eat something that tastes good and is good for you. So you're going to, we're telling you now, you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs. So whether you need that snack or whatnot, you're going to want to go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN15 and get 15% off your order. And always keep checking back. Built always has new things. And remember, that's built.com. Promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order. All right, we are back. It is Locked On Canadians. They have allowed us to reunite and increase our power 300 times fold. We are more powerful than your other hockey podcasts mostly because I have had too much caffeine today and Laura is well rested after a nice trip out of the country. So we're going to immediately bring the mood down here. and We're going to talk about all the Montreal Canadiens players who were injured. We talked about who made the opening night roster and you'll notice Mike Matheson's name is on that list. Martin St. Louis does not think Mike Matheson will be ready to play by opening, be ready to play by opening night, which is a drastic change from he's fine. We're just resting him to be precautious use precaution uh, in these preseason games to he might not be ready for opening night. And also on there is Joel Edmondson, who is still out an indefinite amount of time. He began skating again today and has been progressing, but they do not have a timetable for his return. Also on IR is Yol Armia, who is out one to two weeks and prospect Emil Heineman will be out until at least December with a thumb injury. We are not allowed to have nice things as Canadians fans. And this does not also include Nick Suzuki, Christian Dvorak, and Mike Hoffman, who are coming off slight day-to-day injuries at the end of the preseason. I got to be honest, it's like they never left. They came back and everybody's already injured again. We almost entered the season with Sean Monaghan as the first-line center in Montreal, which, I don't know. I mean, it's very clear that the... I was going to say, it could work. It could work if, if both his hips are functioning as well as we hope they are. And this doesn't include Carey Price, who was on LTIR or will be added to LTIR, and Paul Byron, who went from potentially being ready for this season to 
his hip is so bad he might not play again either. And that 2021 cup run continues to come back and haunt the Montreal Canadiens at this point. And it, it, it's very strange looking at all the pieces, these guys, all the roles these guys played, and they're the ones who are out right now, save for, you know, Matheson and such. But um, I really hope it's not going to be another injury-filled year. I want young guys to get their shot, but I don't want it to be because everybody is injured all the time. It, it, it it's no fun at that point, really. Like it, it, it kind of hurts to watch the team limp along like that. Yeah, absolutely. And what happens is those guys feel the pressure to come back before they're fully healed. And then you have longer term injuries. I really, really just hope that it was just a preseason thing. You know, a lot of tweaking groins and things like that, that happen in the preseason and they'll be back. Uh, I, I feel like with Joel Edmondson out, there's a bit of leadership support that Nick Suzuki is missing. So I do hope that there's somebody there to support him. Like, I feel like, you know, he's starting out as captain. This is his first year as captain. He's got a lot to prove and he's going to be one of the two players or one of the three players, I should say, that most of the eyes are on, right? Slavkovsky and Caulfield being the other two people. So I feel like injuries are going to provide an opportunity for him to step up. But I also hope that it doesn't provide uh, or it doesn't cause uh, sort of a gap in, in, in other people that they can look up to in the dressing room, other people that can provide that leadership because we saw what happened when the leaders left last year, right? For whatever reason, whether they were injured or they were signed by other teams, we saw what happened to the locker room. We don't want to see that again. Yeah. And here, and like I said, we don't want to see that happen to the locker room, but at the same time, I look at this team right now and I think to myself, if they're getting, if guys are getting injured though, there are guys who are actually NHL ready to step up into those spots. Your Ulanins, your uh, Harvey Pinards, uh, even a Mitchell Stevens and Anthony Richard can fill in in a short pinch, not counting, you know, someone like Philip Mayshar who might make some noise there. And there's so many options. I was talking with friend of this uh, show, Sebastian High, about Sean Monahan might not be playing as a center for chunks of the season. He might be a winger on a line there. And that's okay. Like they have flexibility down the middle or, you know, in the forward group there a little bit. And then on defense, they have enough young guys that it feels like they can kind of supplement them. But I don't want to do this thing where we keep waiting for Joel Edmondson to come back again, because we still like, we don't know what the injury is. We know he ran into Nick Suzuki and that and that's where we're at. And it's a very weird thing. And a lot of people on Twitter pointed out that it's like you're, they're asking a lot of younger guys now to, hey, you know, Edmondson's out. Matheson is out. The most veteran guy in this defense is David Savard. And David Savard is not a number one defenseman. So they're going to be asking a lot of Jordan Harris, of Jonathan Kovacevic, of Arbor Jacki, of Caden Gooley. And here's the thing. These guys have skills in their own right. It's a trial by fire. And Martin St. Louis had a very good quote today. He said, we told these guys they are going to make the team and their feet are going to be to their fire a little bit here because there are people that can and will replace them if need be. And we are going to uh, talk about some of those younger guys in the next segment and our expectation. But um, before we finish up this uh, segment, I guess, because we talked about injuries, we should end on a little bit of a fun note in this one. Uh, Laura, who is what is your bold prediction for the Canadians roster based on who is on it right now? What is your bold prediction for them for this season? For this season? Yes. As in like where they'll end up? Just 
any random bold prediction could be anything. You could say Sean Monahan's going to be interesting, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's bold. So, um, <laughs> uh, I think that uh, Caden Gooley will be the number one defenseman on this team before the end of the season. That's my bold prediction. It's bold. Uh, my bold prediction is that no, Caulfield's going to lead the team. I think um, before long, Sean Monahan is going to have double digit goals this season. Um, I think that's going to result in him getting a nice big trade package out of Montreal to a team that wants to add depth. So, uh, that is my bold prediction. If you have bold predictions, uh, share them in the comments, tweet us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. Just don't be a jerk. We've had enough of that already. Uh, and we, when we come back in one moment, we're going to talk about the new four, uh, young rookies that made the team and the one who did not, that we kind of expected to originally. And that's all coming up next. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians, and we're going to kind of wrap up the show here a little bit. I talked a little bit in the last segment about Martin St. Louis having a quote for the four young guys that they all called in at once and said they were making the team, and that's Arbor Jacki, Jordan Harris, Caden Gooley, and Uri Slavkovsky. And they were all told at the same time that they are making this team, but at any point in time, there are people who can and will take their spot if they are not performing up to the right standard. And they're both protecting these young guys and also telling them, go earn your spot. And, you know, nothing is handed out here. Yeah, a bunch of you are first-round picks. Neat. Your spot is not guaranteed on any team in the NHL. And I know that sounds harsh, but I'm okay with it. And you will know Arbor Jacki was not on the roster that was submitted at 5 p.m., he was papered down to the rocket. I believe that was to save on cap. So when they do put Paul Byron and Carey Price on LTIR, they can maximize their cap space with that, at least from what I understand on Twitter. But I'm I'm very interested to see that out of all these guys, uh, Justin Barron was not part of this. He was sent down to the rocket earlier today. And it's very funny how quickly fortunes can change. Like when you and I talked going into the rookie tournament, uh, we expected Arbor Jack guy to be one of the not early cuts, but you know, one of the guys who would go down to the rocket more than likely. And Justin Barron was almost all but assured a roster spot. And it's, in, it, it's entirely different. Like fortunes can change very quickly. I think one of the things that uh, I noted from that is they provided motivation, right? So they can perform. I don't think, you know, it's Martin St. Louis. I don't think that they're going to be sent down or sat because they make a mistake. I do think they'll get set down, sent down or sat if they don't play with intensity, if they don't show signs of wanting to improve, if they don't show, you know, if they don't show the work ethic behind what they're doing. Like that to me is what I, I feel Martin St. Louis is behind is all about so they make a mistake it doesn't mean they're getting sent to laval it doesn't mean someone else is getting their spot if they consistently refuse to improve upon their mistakes that's when i think they lose their roster spot so they have both given them the opportunity and provided them the motivation it's not sink or swim it's we are supporting you but you have to do the most with this opportunity and i really really like that and i think for justin Barron, he was somebody that i will admit that i was kind of disappointed in um, I do wonder if it's because of the way he's coming back from injury or if he just hasn't had enough 
time in the minors, right, uh, to develop those those instincts that we want him to have. I was disappointed in him, and not just in the rookie tournament, but also in the preseason. I thought that he didn't do enough, right? On the flip side, I thought that Arbor Jack, I did the most. Uh, you know, I thought, for example, somebody like Caden Gooley or Owen Beck, you expect them to be on the team in the future, right? And the question is, well, when? Uh, with Owen Beck, obviously, they rewarded him with an entry-level contract, but he's going to be going back to the OHL to dominate. He's not, part, He's it's, it's too soon for him to be in the NHL, right? But they've given him that inspiration. It's the same thing with Caden Gooley, right? Like, like last this time last year, we were having the same conversation about Caden Gooley that we were about Owen Beck, where it's like the question mark, like, he, is he making it interesting? Is it going to happen? And this year, he did exactly what he needed to do not to go to the AHL, but to go to the NHL to start the season. And I'm very, very pleased with his 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 uh, development. Arbor Jacki is such an interesting case because I am excited to watch him on this team this season, not just against teams that I hate. I'm excited to see what he does. Like he's such an interesting character, right? I find that um, you know his his skill has been underrated thus far. But he brings that that sort of like not that rough edge to the game. He's actually refined about how violent he is. Um, it's very very interesting. But I I I think that there's going to be so much fun watching him. Whereas with a lot of the other players, we're going to be groaning a lot as they learn to become full fledged NHLers, or as you know they make mistakes if it's the veterans if they're not if they're not the right fit or if they're not doing what it takes. And I think it's really interesting that I went away for a week. And I came back and the Kirby doc conversation is completely different than it was when I left. Right. It, it, like we, like we said, it's like fortunes can change very quickly. And for Justin Barron, I think the, him going to the rocket is not a, this is a punishment for you. This is a, Hey, we want you to work out through some of these kinks that are in your game and, you know, get your confidence back. Arbor Jack guy is currently not lacking any confidence. Uh, Jordan Harris is not lacking confidence. Caden Gooley is not lacking confidence. And at certain points, they might just swap these guys around depending on what the uh, up season looks like for them. Are they playing well? Does someone need a little bit of a break and to go to the AHL and not against lesser competition, but maybe get some more minutes to get their legs where they need them to be. And that also goes for someone like Corey Schooneman or a Otto Leskinen who can be called up in a pinch or the young guys in the forward group there. We talked about Slavkowski in that first segment that there's no guarantee that he's going to stay in the NHL all year and that he can slide up and down. And that's perfectly okay. Uh, I'm out of everything in the preseason. I am with you that Justin Barron, I went in for the hope with my hopes, the highest for, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not disappointed in him because the rocket were always an option. But it was a matter of can he continue to build on what he showed before he got injured last year? And the hard part is they saw something they liked in Jonathan Kovacevic, who is signed for three more years, which I is shocking to me. And they saw something they liked in that maybe as a guy that they don't have to invest a ton in. Kovacevic is 25 years old. Justin Barron just turned 20 they can give Baron that time to cook and marinate a little bit and try out this other guy. If he works, cool, it's found money. If not, okay, you've let Justin Barron gain invaluable experience to grow. And I think that's a smart move. I'm actually surprised they didn't claim anyone on waivers on Monday when we were recording this. Uh, there were a lot of good names on there, but I now wonder if Kent Hughes has 
uh, the wheels turning because he pushed back his immediate availability to Wednesday morning now, which makes me think something's cooking here with guys passing through waivers. Okay, they're in the AHL now. That makes them less expensive for me to acquire. I'm curious to see what this roster is going to look like in 24 hours from the time that we have recorded this uh, and what changes are made. Uh, we will have, obviously, plenty more as we get closer to uh, opening night puck drop. We will do a game preview. We will talk about everything else. Uh, Laura, do you have any parting thoughts on uh, roster deadline day here? It's ghoulie time. It is ghoulie time. It's Lefkowski time. It's Arbor Jack guy time. Uh, and if you're mad about it, stay mad. I do not care. Um, he's a fun, interesting story. I wrote an article for him at Eyes on the Prize about how he went from just some kid passed over in the OHL draft to working at Costco to uh, driving two Canadian fan bases absolutely up a wall without having done really anything to either of them. Uh, you can read that now. I just tweeted that out. Uh, and remember, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're subscribed here on YouTube watching our faces, make sure you hit that bell so you get notified every single time that we post a brand new video or go live like we do every now and then where I'm inevitably eating something horrific. Uh, and when you are done checking us out, please check out Lockdown NHL where all of our local experts have all the information you need across the league to be ready for opening night. Everyone, we will see you all next time.